My name is Jonathan Nato, and I'm a blind guy. My name is Hamad Zaidi, and I have a physical disability. And this is Limping on Cloud Nine. Yes, it is. This is episode 29. God, it's a lot, huh? Yeah, they, they, they're, they're flying by. Remember the first episode, and it, you know, you, you do episode one, two, and three, and then you blink, and now you're on episode 29. Well, I remember by episode three, I called you and I said, my God, I'm not good at this. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure we should keep doing these? And you're like, you'll get better. You'll get better. So I don't know if I ever got better, but I'm certainly having fun. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, Jonathan, today I want to share a story about my love-hate relationship with very high-end European cars. Oh, yeah. And it's something I've always had. Now, over the years... Meaning it's something I've always had, meaning a love-hate relationship, not European high-end cars. <laughs> I wish I always had them, although I have had them in recent years, right? Yeah. And I'll tell you this. Let's go back. All these crazy stories start with my childhood. They always do, don't they? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, did you have like a, a picture, you know, a po- you know, classic poster of one of those cars hanging on your wall or something, or oh, oh yeah. I mean, I was always. Let's start with the fact that I'm Porsche obsessed. Nice, right? <laughs> I always have been. I always will be. When Risky Business came out with Tom Cruise, he put his dad's 928 Porsche in Lake Michigan, and then Scarface came out, and Tony Montana bought the same car yeah. on cash. Yeah. So I'm like, this is the most amazing car in the world. Yeah, right? yeah. When I was a kid, my mom and dad got me a Porsche jacket that was made with, like, parachute material. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> which was literally my most prized possession until my cousin that I shared a room with took it without permission one day and then gave it to a girl in a bar. Oh, man. And I'm like, where's my Porsche jacket? And he goes, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the name of the woman I gave it to. <laughs> oh, man. And also when I was growing up, I was always obsessed with having one, driving one, and owning one. Yeah. Right? So when I was growing up, my mom and dad would have these dinner parties at our home, and there was one particular guy and I'll never forget this. His first name was Pervez, and he was my dad and mom's friend. Mm. He'd always make it a point to take me aside yeah. and say, and I was like 10 years old, 12 years old at the time. He'd take me aside, and he goes, you will never own a Porsche. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you saying that? I mean, I'm a kid. And he goes, you will never own one. It's a stupid pipe dream. You'll never own one. Man. And you know. That was always tattooed in my mind, right? I hear it. Not that the this wasn't the same guy that made made what he made fun of you for your dancing, was it? Uh, yeah, he was one of them actually. Okay. He was one of them that made fun of my dancing. Okay. He always he always got a rise out of making me angry, right? And I don't know why, because he was in his forties and I was like twelve. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? I don't know what he got out of making a young disabled kid mad, but he did. <laughs> Over and over again. So that is the backstory to the the love of Porsche. So it's always been my obsession. Now, here's the thing. My best friend, Patrick Martin, who's still my best friend today, his father got a 1976, I think, Mercedes-Benz from the only Mercedes dealer in Kansas or in Kansas City at that time. And it was called Aristocrat Motors. Mm. Right? 
Mm. So they sat right off the freeway with this enormous Mercedes-Benz sign. And I used to drive by it. Well, I wouldn't drive. My parents would drive by it in our little Oldsmobile. And I'd look at it, and I'd be like, Dad, Mom, someday I'm going to walk up to Aristocrat Motors and buy a car. Right? Yeah. And they're like, yep, someday you will. You're just crazy enough. Good luck, come on. Right? <laughs> and, and I would always say it, Jonathan, year after year. I'm like, I'm going to walk into Aristocrat Motors in Shawnee Mission, Kansas, and buy a car. Right? Yeah. But here's the weird thing. I never entered the dealership. I always had this weird thing that if I couldn't afford it, I didn't want to step foot in the showroom. That, that makes sense. <laughs> right? Well, not for logical reasons, just for reasons of like, hey, when you're ready to go in and do it, do it. then you go in. Yeah. Then you go yeah. do it. Right? Yeah. So that's the backstory. Now, I've over the years, ever since I started to do uh, pretty decent career-wise, I started to buy nice cars. My first nice car was a BMW Z3 mm. and, and then a Mercedes convertible. And then after that, I started to become a Porsche owner, mm. right? So I could talk about how many times I've been treated poorly at car dealers until midnight tomorrow night. I mean, it's happened almost every single time I buy a car. Yeah, right? yeah. Not every time, but almost every time. Now, 2007 or 8, I think it was 2007, I was back in Kansas City in April of 2007-ish or 8 because I sponsored a local film festival at the time. Mm. And when I go to film festivals, they're like my happy place, Jonathan. I love them dearly. It's so much fun, right? Yeah. yeah. And one day it was pouring rain. And I remember this clearly. It was raining really hard. And I was driving around. I didn't want to go to the screening that was coming up, so I wanted to waste oh. aristocrat motors. Oh, here we go. Right? And I'm like, huh. And what's interesting is when I was a kid, they only sold Mercedes-Benz. But they had a big Porsche sign there. And I think now they sell Porsche, Jaguar, a couple other brands. Yeah. But I saw the Porsche emblem there, and I thought, I'm going to pull in. It's pouring rain. I'm going to go in the showroom. There's a part I might need to look for, for for a car, my car, back in California. And I've never been in the showroom. So, and I love cars, so why not walk in? Right? Yeah. And I had about an hour 20 to waste-ish. Hour 15, hour 20. I go in the showroom, walk by the concierge, the, uh, the greeter, the greeting people. Yeah. yeah. Turn to them, say, hi, good afternoon, how are you? They're like, Hi. They said hi. So they acknowledged I was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. From that point, I turned into Casper the Ghost, man. Man. And and I don't mean I, I turned white. I wish. I wish <laughs> I were white. But I don't mean that. I mean I was utterly, completely, and totally dismissed and ignored. Wow. Wow. So after five minutes, I thought, hey, a salesperson hasn't come by. I'll just kind of hang out. Every time I, I had a chance to make eye contact with a salesperson, I would, and I'd always smile. Nothing. And I mean nothing, right? Ten minutes go by, same response. Fifteen go by, same response. Now I'm thinking, how much time do I actually have left? 
Because I've got to get to the film festival. Yeah, eventually. yeah, exactly. Right. I hit the twenty minute mark. Same thing. So now I'm starting to get a little angry, right? Because it's obvious now that little Hamad is being ignored. Right, right, right. And why I mean by it's obvious is I was counting the number of old white men that were walking into the dealership being greeted immediately. Right. And I'm just sitting there thinking, wow, this is pretty blatant. And I'll tell you what's crazy about it, Jonathan. The whole time, what I'm thinking in my mind is this is why I live in Los Angeles. This is why I live in California, because California is like super liberal. You can walk into a Rolls Royce dealer in T-shirt and jeans and they will come and greet you. And I've done it. Right. You know, and they'll be nice to you. So I'm sitting there thinking, wait, I don't want to taint my love of the Midwest. I don't want to taint my love of Kansas. There must be some mistake. Right. 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 Fifteen more minutes go by. And now we're at the 35 minute mark. Yeah. Right. And now I'm just I'm pissed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So rightly so. Go ahead. Rightly so. I mean, I would have been, you know, ticked off way before 35 minutes. So you're a better man than I. (laughs) Well, I got to tell you this. I knew something. I knew that I was a disabled foreigner in Kansas. Yeah. That's what they saw. Right. So I had to keep my cool. Right. I couldn't say anything, anything that would ignite the situation. Yeah. Because they'd just call the police on me, and I'd be spending the night in Oblin Park Jail. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I just stayed calm, politely tried to make eye contact. At the 38-minute mark, I'm like, this is crazy. So what I did is I walked over. There was a, uh, a Porsche 911 Carrera Turbo mm. in the showroom. So I walked over to it, and I looked inside of the vehicle. And then I tried to open the door, right? Yeah. The second my hand went on the door handle, I finally get acknowledged, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Salesman turns to me and he goes, step away from the car. And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> Man. Right? And he's like, I need you to step away from the car. And so... Again, I'm trying to stay calm. So I say, I'm sorry, is it sold? You know, sometimes people buy a car, right. a Porsche, and right. they put a sold sticker on it so no one can mess with it. Right, right. And he says, no, it's not sold, but we only like people that can actually buy the car to, to sit inside of it. Man. And, man... I just sunk my head, and I wanted to scream, and I know my left hand, I think I mentioned this in, in previous podcasts, but when I get nervous, my left hand, which is disabled, clutches into my chest. Yeah. Right? So it looks really physically awkward, because yeah. all of a sudden, my hand is, like, clutched into my chest. Yeah. Right? And I knew that was going on, and I look at the guy, and I'm like, may I, please, may I please speak to your manager? And he's like, please just step away from the car. And I said, I'm sorry, I don't think you heard me. May I please speak to your manager? And then he said the word that I didn't want to hear. He said, no. Man. 
I politely said, excuse me, I've been sitting here and I've been standing on the showroom floor now for about 40 minutes and I was never helped and now I've been insulted. I'd like to speak to your manager. And then they said, he's not here. He won't be back for several hours. (laughs) (laughs) Which I know is BS. Right, right. Of course it's BS. And I said, well, that's fine. Would you like me to stand here for several hours and wait for him? (laughs) And then manager comes downstairs, doesn't even smile, doesn't assess the situation, nothing. He just comes downstairs, sees me, and he says, I don't want any trouble. I'd like you to leave. (laughs) Man. Right? And so now I'm like this criminal of a dealership that I spent my whole life wanting to walk into when I had the money to buy a car. Yeah. Not that I was going to buy one that day. Right. But but I could have. Right. Yeah, you had the means to at that point. I had the means to at that point. So, and then the next part of the story gets even more magical. This guy tells me three or four times that he doesn't want trouble, and now everyone's looking at me. So... I mean, Porsche dealers never have that many people in the showroom because it's a car that not many people... Right, yeah. Especially in the, in the Midwest, buy. Yeah. But, but there were a handful, six or seven or eight people in the showroom, plus the people that work there. All eyes are on me. Oh, man. Right? So, yeah, so this is being done in front of everyone now. In front of everyone now, and people aren't leaving. They're all looking, right? Yeah. And luckily... The iPhone, I think, came out that year. So yeah. no one had video on their phone. <laughs> right? And so I start reaching for my wallet, right? And the manager's like, what are you doing? And, and I admit, you know, you see a guy that you think is trouble, reach for his back pocket, you're going to think something's wrong. Right, right, right. And I'm like, no, no, no. I just want to show you something for my wallet. Can I? And he's like, will you leave? And I'm like, yeah, I'll leave. Let me show you something from my wallet, and then I'll leave. And then, Jonathan, this part of the story is when I turned into a bit of a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Admittedly. So what I was reaching for is my insurance card, right? Yeah. Which was not a card, a folded piece of paper, the proof of insurance. Right. Right? So I get this folded piece of paper out of my wallet. And it takes me extra time to unfold it because I only use one hand. So I know that people are looking at this disabled guy unfolding a piece of paper when everybody wants him to leave. Yeah. Right? Yeah. As I completely unfolded the paper, I told the manager, I said, can I please share something with you? And by now he had his arms crossed and he's like, go ahead. Yeah. And I said, okay, so I own four not one, not two, not three, but four brand new cars. And he just gave me a grin and he's like, do you now? And I'm like, yes, I do. A Mercedes-Benz AMG convertible, a brand new Acura RSX. And guess what the other two are? And he just looked at me. And as I handed him the paper, I said, a brand new Porsche Carrera S convertible. Right? Yeah. And a brand new Porsche Cayenne uh, Platinum Series, you know, SUV. Yeah. And so he's looking at this piece of paper and his face starts to drain. And then I told him, I said, 
I'm going to walk out of here before I say something that's going to incite something further, like before I upset you and you call the police on me. <laughs> but I told him, I said, I promise you I'm going to deal with the situation in the best way I know how. And to be honest, he started to apologize. Oh, sir, sir, sir. And I'm like, don't call me, sir. Do not call me, sir. Your staff spent 50 minutes ignoring me. Right. And then you treated me like I was a criminal. Right. Don't, don't call me, sir. So here's where that story goes after that moment. Now, I have a really crappy time at the film festival, right? Right. And it's a festival that I love. Right. Because all I can think about is this a-hole right. that, that really ruined my day. Yeah, right? totally. And, and, and from, from the mid-'70s until the mid-2000s, I waited for the day that I could walk into that dealership where I felt good about being there because if I wanted to, I could buy a car. Yeah. And the day that I did it, Jonathan, I was utterly reminded that I was not part of their club. Mm. I, was not, I was not part of their circle. And no matter what I thought I had or didn't have, I just wasn't good enough for them. Yeah. Motors in Mission, Kansas. Right. 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 And I, so you know what wound up happening? No. What, 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 I know you told that you told him you're going to deal with them in the best way you could afterwards. So what ended up happening? So what I did is, you know, I screamed in my rental car for about 30 minutes and I was really angry. <laughs> I let it all out. Yeah. And I just yelled. I was yelling at myself like. When am I ever going to be accepted? Will will this ever, ever, ever change? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you know, the, the, this scenario is why this is this this scenario here is why I enjoy. Actually, it's one of the benefits of being blind, because. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Only because, like, I can't, I can't. I would I would like to think I don't I didn't judge people like that when I could see. Granted, I was you know fourteen or whatever, but I mean I can't judge people like that anymore. I can't what? I can't see someone's skin color and be like oh pff, well, you know they can't do this or that or you know I, I wouldn't see your disability and be like oh this guy can't even drive what's he doing in, in this Porsche showroom you know or, or I I just I can't judge anyone by looking at them anymore. I can yeah, well, I can so, only. Some- now go ahead, John. I, I was just gonna say I can only get to, uh, I don't, I don't want to say judge, but I can only get to know you when I start to talk to you. Yeah, well, isn't that how most people should be? Yeah, I, well, yeah, I guess it's hard though. You know, like I, eyes, eyes can deceive you. You know, and so it's easy to look at someone and just have these preconceived notions. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. And so I gotta tell you, so you know what I did? Yeah. Well, what did you, what did you end up doing? I called Porsche America. Ooh, that's a good move. And you know what's crazy? They got me a senior vice president of public affairs. Yeah. Like, in minutes. No kidding. Literally, right? And he goes, well, we really appreciate your loyalty to our brand, and therefore, you currently have two leases with us, right? And I'm like, yes, I do. And he goes, your next three months for both leases are paid for by Porsche America. Man, that, that's customer service right there. That's a lot. You know what I'm thinking? God, insult, you can insult me every three months if you want. I'll give a free car. And I'll tell you, it's that moment that I knew that I'd always be a Porsche owner as long as I could be a Porsche owner. Yeah, yeah. Right? 
I, I guess the lesson here, uh, here to learn too is you, you know you don't know what you're going to miss out on by you know kind of assuming things or having preconceived notions. Yeah, well, <laughs> you of all people might know how it feels. <laughs> Absolutely. So, any other questions, young man? Uh, no, I think that's it. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, people. Jonathan, you want to talk about uh, Toys Accessible? Yeah, check out toysaccessible.com. It's a website where uh, it's toys for children with disabilities, whether it be uh, autism, learning disabilities, physical disabilities, blind, deaf. Um, you know, we, the, these toys are built uh, taking into consideration these various disabilities. So, you know, it, it's a lot easier for these kids to get toys in their hands that they can actually play with and enjoy. So, you know, check out toysaccessible.com. And if you have a loved one or you yourself have a child that's looking for uh, awesome, you know, there's like tech toys, games, there's all kinds of stuff to check out. So if you, you have a loved one or a kid that has some, some type of disability, check out toysaccessible.com. Yeah, that is. Uh, thank you for sharing that. I'm really proud and very excited to be a part of Toys Accessible. And, you know, we're going to keep pushing it until it really starts to grow. Yeah. We're out there to help help kids play with toys. Exactly. And as my wrap-up, I just got to say that I don't know how Aristocrat Motors is managed today. They could be very different, right? Yeah, yeah. But in 2007, they were not. Yeah. Right? But 10 years is 10 years, so... Don't don't chastise them unless you you give them a shot. I guess if you're in the area, but if I were in the area, I'd try to find a Porsche dealer in Nebraska or somewhere far away. <laughs> but that's just me and my experience. If you want to reach us, you can email me at info at limpingoncloud9.com. Info at limpingoncloud9.com, and that is an email to me or Jonathan. I'll get him the email. Yeah. Yep. And. We really appreciate everyone listening. Yeah, you can check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, YouTube. We're trying, you know, we're, tr- we're trying to be found everywhere we possibly can. So, thank you, everyone that's uh, been leaving reviews. Everyone that's downloading, we thank you so much for everything. And uh, you know, please send us in some emails. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, places like that if you want to, you know, connect with us on social media. And everyone, thank you for listening and downloading. And we'll talk to you next episode. See ya.